Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, the show about the show, the show within the show. Today is going to be an introspective edition of the Permission Granted Podcast. There's multiple ways you can get the PGP. Of course, you can... Download it by going to its own iTunes feed, the Permission Granted iTunes feed, or Apple Podcasts, or just search Permission Granted across all podcast platforms. But also, you can get it in the normal DA Show podcast feed as well, so find it there as well. Or go to the website if you just want to listen to it on demand, cbssportsradio.com. This week has been defined by Mraz's strike, and today is Tuesday, so he has come off of the strike. Midway through today's show, we had him sign an agreement And the stipulations I thought were fair, one of which was to offer an apology on the air, one of which was to explain his rationalization behind it and um, accept the ramifications of it. Also, one was he's not allowed to eat the mac and cheese signature, Andy Reid mac and cheese, should we make it for the show before the Super Bowl. And he also is now uh, forced to show the picture of him and nothing but a Speedo to a former Packer player or a Hall of Famer, Hall of Fame quarterback in Miami for Super Bowl week and apologize for having once done that to Aaron Rodgers. I found this all interesting that you agreed to so many of the things I thought you would fight here. Let's start with the Andy Reid mac and cheese. This was an easy yes for you. I would have thought this would be one of the hardest things to say yes to. Well, well, let me just give a blanket statement. I kind of was unfairly put, you know, feet to the fire. Because when it was discussed pre-show that I'd be across the picket line, it was never discussed that I had to sign anything. And you literally had Pete rip down my microphone where I could not negotiate other than sticking thumbs up or thumbs down. So a thumbs down would warrant you just moving on and saying we'll try again tomorrow, where I don't think that was necessarily fair. So I had to give some thumbs up just to get the microphone on to finally get something to sway in my favor. This didn't really feel like democracy to me. Also, ironic because it was my strike where there should have been at my uh, discretion how I returned. But neither here nor there. The mac and cheese I found the easiest mainly because uh, I'm on the verge of hopefully, according to my wife, doing a boot camp beginning the Monday after the Super Bowl. So if I can find an excuse not to eat mac and cheese and represent to her that I am trying, this this felt like a layup. I'm sure the smell will smell great. I'm sure I'll want to sink my teeth in, and I'm sure I'll be taunted. But ultimately, it is a win for me when I get home to say no to the mac and cheese now. All right. Well, good for you. I don't know if we'll make it, but if we did make it, you were not going to be allowed to eat it. Okay. That was a Bilotti one. He wanted to throw that one in there. 
I wanted to throw in there a a bit of a what do they what do you call like a a search at the Super Bowl, kind of like a treasure, treasure an Easter search. egg hunt. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, treasure hunt. And that was that you have to amend for your Aaron Rodgers hex. I don't think you'll find Aaron Rodgers again at the Super Bowl. I'd be surprised if we run into him again. Right. But that you can definitely find a former Packer. We probably will have one on Radio Row. Or when we're out, a Super Bowl quarterback. We're having a Super Bowl quarterback, winning quarterback on the show that's already booked. Hall of Famer? Not a Hall of Famer. Okay. But an, I think an the MVP. Verbiage, I think the verbiage says Hall of Fame. Ah, okay. If it's Super Bowl MVP, I have that on the show. But you have to show that person the picture of of Aaron Rodgers and apologize for it because not only do I think that you need to make amends for the hex that you put on him, but also I'd like to see the next reaction to the next player that has to see that. See, again, that doesn't bother me because once you have stared Aaron Rodgers in the face <laughs> and had him tell you to get get away from him, well, what's going to happen now? What, Al Harris is going to tell me to take a lap? Donald Driver tell me to get lost? I mean, nothing could get worse than Aaron Rodgers where he's acting like he's sociable telling you to take a hike. I think I'll be all right. That one does not bother me. Okay. So now we get to the top two. And one was the apology. Right. And you... Easiest thing to do. You fought this with your mealy mouth, weaselly, I'm not quite apologizing. I'm going to apologize to myself. You thought you found a loophole because it said apologize to people on staff. Right. And you were on staff. Right. I I knew that that was your thinking, and I don't understand how that somehow... Well, it was a I loophole. Just, it was a loophole to say you I thought it was so smart. Yeah, it was smart to say I apologize that I caused the show not to be as great as it could have been, which is I, I believe true, and it is a true apology. So that's you your did, apology, and you did not apologize for making us do your work. No, but again, I will stretch this. Define the work that had to be done. Bogish had to put three clips together for sound check and uh-huh. type it out. Okay, again, you're not splitting the atom. He also didn't dig deep like I would for some random audio. I do that. Number two, Pete, what had to send a topic list that wasn't even done to the fullest extent that I do it at. And it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It was very thorough. If anything, the, the person I owe the biggest apology to wasn't even on the show. was Stu because he had to, during time where he should be preparing for his own stuff, had to make an epic fail for us, which takes a lot of work. That, to me, is the most hard thing to do on the show. And I had to book the guests, and I struck out. Yeah, and you did. I did. No, I, I agree. I I mean, had... let's, let's go through real quick before you say that. There was no guest. Now, would there have been a guest? And I had, probably, but. Yeah, that was debatable. Deba- but still debatable. But I've been on a good run. The Again, Bilotti whiffed enormously on the topic list, and Bogus whiffed on the sound check. He was ready to throw a hockey highlight in there. Here's like the he's thing. doing an update. Here's the thing. We were able to edit sound check, and the show itself, nobody would have known that we picked up the slack for you. Nobody would have known. Let me tell you something. You do that for two weeks, people are going to start sending calls. Where's Mraz? This doesn't sound like the show. You get by for it a day, two weeks, you become exposed. I'll give you credit on the guest because I had what I thought was a layup guest ready to go as soon as the Chiefs won the soup, uh, won huh. the AFC Championship game. I've texted with a former Chief of the past all the time, and I said, well, if I can't get the other guys, this guy will come through for me. And I was hit by three blind sides. The guy that I knew was a slam dunk didn't text back. I think I might have an old number, which is weird because I just texted him like two months ago. Number two, the guy that did text me back that I knew was my slam, slam, slam dunk suddenly said, 
basically he doesn't want to do it. And I was like, really? And then I was like, okay, well, can you give me the number of my slam, slam, slam dunk that I guarantee would do it? And he's like, yeah, that guy is in major financial ah. heat and nobody likes him anymore that was on the team. And he's basically in hiding. So I'm like, wow. So this fell to me at like 10 p.m. Sunday night. And I said, well, you know what? We're going to have to just go to bat without a guest. And that's tomorrow. a tough one. And you weren't going to lead with that. I had to ask yesterday. I was on a picket line where I was chanting, where is the guest? <laughs> where is the guest? Where is the guest? Before somebody finally revealed there would be no guest on the show. That was definitely <laughs> hidden by the DA show early. They were trying to escape by without anybody noticing. But me at the head of the picket line was chanting, where is the guest? <laughs> so, so two things here. Number one. I think we missed a golden opportunity to put you in more of a vice grips today as the union breakers if I would have once again kept you out of the fray of working today. Had, and yesterday I kind of was like, okay, you can help produce the show tomorrow because you're going to cross the picket line tomorrow. Right. And had, had I just said, you don't do the topic list again for Tuesday, you don't do soundcheck again for Tuesday, you're not going to do the pre-show call with me on Tuesday, that would have put you in a really desperate scenario yes. midway through the show. Yes. I, I already do all the work for the show, and all of a sudden you're throwing at me, well, you got to sign this, and it's thumbs up, thumbs down. What are you talking about? So what do you mean? Had I put you in the in a really desperate situation where, again, you're not producing, midway through today, you would have said yes to everything. It would have been like, just get whatever you need. Yes, get well, me back on air. I believe, truthfully, if you were, if I would have gotten a call, let's say 5 p.m. Eastern time, Yesterday evening, right before dinner. If I get a call and it's Damon Amendolar on my cell phone, I answer the phone. Hey, Marash, just want to let you know, was discussed with some of the people the show, don't send a topic list tonight. You're completely shut out. Um, we'll have more info from you as the union decides what we're going to do with you. I got to be honest, I probably toss and turn all night. I wake up a little scared. I get no call. You can lock me into the pre-show meeting. Sound check's done. You're you know, basically blocking my emails and everything like that. I think it, by the point, by the time 6.30 a.m. Eastern rolls around for that first update with Bogish, you have a very panic, frantic, resume-building me yeah. on yeah. Indeed.com. Yep. yep. I agree. And, we and missed I, that chance. And then I go from, wait a minute, what happened I here? wish I was the union buster right there. Yeah. I, wish, I wish I would have done I that. suddenly would feel like Garrett the moment Mike McCarthy sleeping at Jerry Jones' house. Like, what do you mean? You didn't fire me. Yet. Yeah. You, you were empowered by being allowed to help organize the show on Tuesday. Exactly. Exactly. So... I missed an opportunity there. But this now brings us to the most introspective part about this. Bilotti's hurt. Yeah. I Pete the body Bilotti and my both working relationship relationship and friendship, I believe, were damaged on Tuesday, January twenty first on the DA show. It was very obvious. It's very frosty. I tried to joke with him throughout the remainder of the show. There was no joking. I just tried to have a little conversation with the post show in the newsroom. And I'm just getting grunts and blank stares. And he feels personally disrespected by me. And frankly, I find that to be egregious. So it comes to the fourth point. And the fourth point was that Bilotti believed when he and I discussed as the union busters what your punishment was going to have to be was that you would have to agree to do everybody else's job for the next three days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Right. And you immediately said no. And you said, I'm that I will I'll agree to everything else. I'm not doing everybody else's work. And what it came down to was you really wouldn't do any of Bogish's work because you don't write updates. Right. You're not going to do any of my work. So it just came down to you weren't going to do Bilotti's work. Right. And That's you were right. not going to do 
Bilotti's podcast work and giving me the sponsorship reads. And that's where you drew the line. And you... Which is I, funny because you guys probably all drew that up thinking that was the first thing I'd sign up for. Not a big deal. Because it seemed like the most fair. Right. Yes. We Absolutely had picked not. up your slack on Monday and you were going to pick up our slack the rest of the week. Absolutely not. Was that going to happen for the rest of the week? Not on, not over my dead body was that happening. And why, I don't understand why that was where you drew the line. I will, I will tell you why that is where I drew the line. Because, first of all, immediately, as I tried to mention on the air yesterday, the moment the show ended, Pete the Body Bilotti's birthday was on Sunday. Pete had so many issues with the, he played it up for, he loved the fact that he was a part of the protest with you. He did not like that this fell on him doing more work on his birthday. He sent a topic list on Sunday and he made several comments about his birthday to me on Monday. Like, now that is, was a question mark because his birthday was actually Sunday. Right. And I said, Pete, it's Monday. It's not your birthday anymore. And I think he felt like we should have been more celebrating his birthday. Now it became about me and the protest. And on top of that, he had to do more work on his birthday and all of that. So he was annoyed at that. That was the crux of the issue there. And the moment the show was over and I said, I can't do this anymore, I'm off strike. He said, good, you're off strike, you're doing the podcast. Which, again, is Pete the Body Bilotti's job. I was so desperate to do work that I did it without a question. I said, okay, fine, I'll do it. Just I didn't participate in the show. I am getting paid. I did his work yesterday. I pulled all, everything I had to pull. Now I come in on Tuesday, you blindside me with a contract. That's at the top of the contract to do Pete's work. And right away, signal bells went off to me. And again, had we allowed for open discussion instead of me having to play thumbs up or thumbs down, I wanted to get to the bottom of who wanted to put that stuff in there. Because to me, that read like Pete is dying to get me to do more work for him. And here is where, again, I have the issue. Number one, you had me do it on Monday, Pete, when I was on strike. Now, all of a sudden, you want me to sign to get back off strike, but I must have been off strike to do your job already. So out of pride reasons, that's number one. Number two, I did it for Pete on the old shift and a couple times already on this new shift where Pete has stuff to do for his extra job, which he gets paid extra for. It's a separate deal for his scheduling as a managerial position. And sometimes he has to do stuff for that, and I have pitched in and done his post-show work for him. So now to throw in, because he did one day of my work, when I have never asked for anything in return for doing Pete's job, Pete was not happy that I brought that up on the air because he thinks other management's going to be listening and tell him, well, if you're taking your duties away from the DA show, we're not going to have you do that. That's why he was mad at me, but that's why I wasn't doing it. Because I've already done Pete's job for him numerous times without asking for a hand-me-out. Now for one day, he wants a hand-me-out But I'm sure he's covered for you before now. That's what I'm telling you. What is he covered for me doing? He's never, ever, ever picked up some slack for you? Anytime I have been off, Pete has gone above and beyond to train a new person on the DA show for three weeks to cover one day of my job to make sure he doesn't have to do anything I do. And when I'm here, there's never any, Pete's never had to send a topic list before the show. I, when was the last time saw, I was here and Pete had to send a topic list. He's never had to put together a sound check. I've needed, never needed him to do that in a pinch. There is not one of my jobs. An epic fail? Heck no. He'd have somebody out in the newsroom do that before him. Pulling audio for you? Absolutely not. Editing drops for you? Pulling music? They're his he... drops. But, I mean, during the show, there's audio editing that is done. And I do it all. As you a do matter it all? He never does anything for as you? As a matter of fact, not only do I do it all, he will ask me to pull certain things for him, and either I can or can't. And number two... I, I got to pull Bogus in Bogus here. is okay. pulling, coming in here. Just, let me throw on his microphone. All right. Bogus okay. is coming in. Bogus on the fly here because we're having a real conversation. Yeah. Is Bilotti hurt by Mraz? In general or today? Today. 
It seems like it, yes. But I have not spoken to Pete nor been in the same room as the two of them. But Does he does... have a reason to be hurt? I don't think so. Hmm. Okay. I don't think so. I not... think he does. Why, why do you think he does? Well, you, can I get to point number two real quick? I think he does because Pete respects teamwork on this show, and he believes Mraz is not a teammate and is in for himself on a day that Bilotti believes he put out more than his fair share to cover for Mraz. Again, I will tell you, Pete absolutely did, as all of you did. However, however, I have always picked up the slack for him before and never asked for a return. What I was going to tell you is, when it comes to making the epic fail and getting audio drops and everything, we had a computer installed into the control room that is separate next to Pete that will allow you to roll on YouTube and whatever other sound stuff you need to roll on. And yet, because it, like, overwhelms Pete's brain, he is the only board operator on CBS Sports Radio that refuses to turn that computer on despite the fact that it would make my job extremely easier. And I have to leave said control room to go get drops to go out to the newsroom because he will not turn it on and tell me to go out there. So now, my job's always made harder by him. Now I need to, for three days, because he did one day of my work. But Look, you didn't even agree to do one day for him. Because it was out of simple pride that I have done his work numerous times without asking for anything in return. So the one day he had to, now it was a big deal. But but I find it to be criminal. But, and also, also, hold on one more second. The whole point of the protest? None of this happens, Pete, if you say you're sorry to me. Yeah, but you didn't deserve an apology from any of us. That's not... Yes, I did. No, that oh, wasn't a didn't. valid. That's neither here nor there. That maybe Jose Altuve should apologize to you, but not me, DA, or Sean, yeah. or or Pete. Look, Pete is obviously somebody who is underappreciated. Still, no matter how, what we say about him, he is he is underappreciated. He's the backbone of the show. The show sounds the way it sounds because he's the director and all of that. However, I do believe there's a part of Pete that sometimes is just way too sensitive. And this is one of those times where we could have had fun at the idea that, no, I'm sticking my foot in the ground, and I'm not going to do your work because I've already done it for you, but I'm not allowed to bring up that I've already done work for him. Yeah, because, That's the problem. Because a good teammate doesn't care how many times he doesn't keep score and how many times he picks up his teammate. When regardless so then, of, but then why is he keeping score that he needs me to do his work for three days? Because he did it for one. It works both ways. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how we got on three days. One seems like a fair trade. Well, and, and I, and I eventually... Well, wanted to squeeze him. He wanted a union. Exactly, he wanted right. a union bus. And eventually I conceded to one day. You didn't. Not to Pete's. Not to Pete's stuff. You would not do the reads. I am doing the reads now. I conceded finally. Because I saw how destroyed he was getting. Like, I had robbed him. He ultimately was upset because he thinks bosses will listen to the show. And they're going to think that when he dishes me his work and I, he doesn't do my work back, that they're going to look at him and say, well, no more extra roles for you. That's why he's upset today. And do you think that's a fair concern of his? No. Because I don't think they care. I don't think the boys are probably even listening. Well, let's say they are listening. They okay? don't care. They, they, they don't care. This is the same. This is the same argument that I've had with Pete about when the in the previous Taz and Moose days, and it's going to come up now, where he's created this hard out at like forty five minutes into the hour because he needs the last segment of the hour to be a certain amount of time. Let's just say any any and. and Dave Marinick has come in and said he's technically right in this in this regard. But if we kept abusing this and leaving 90 seconds to end the hour in that last segment, 
Right. He would never get in trouble. Right. It'd be you, DA, it would be Sean. Right. Yeah, but he could care about the quality of the show. But, but it doesn't still, have to be a no, self. No, but he thinks it's going to come down on him. Preservation. And he's, he's wrong sh- then, right. he's wrong here. That's his concern now, too. Ultimately, he's too worried about what management views him as because he views as getting a management. And you are not allowed to criticize anything that Pete does, which is what I did, because then all he cares about is what well, management thinks. Let's also remember, we're less than a week removed from you killing him for audio director as a title. So back to back weeks, you're killing them. You guys locked me out of a show. We take we no, 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 no. You locked no. yourself and, out and of a show. Last, last week, we all respected the fact that he's an audio director, and yes. you crapped all over it. Out of and fun. now you're doing it the same, the same exact way. Just why is it that everybody could be a big goose taking a dump on the on my back, and I just got to laugh at it because I'm the jolly fat guy on the show? But Pete, <laughs> we can't mention uh, that that he has a belly like me. We can't mention anything about his job. Don't say it's, he looks like Robbie. No, like like everything with Pete, it becomes very sensitive with him, and it just it drives. And I love him, but it drives you nuts sometimes. Just laugh at everything. I laugh at everything. I understand we're not all built the same way. Yeah. What happens if he can't do that? But that's okay. He can't do that, but, but now he's really hurt. I know, but that's the see, that's the problem. If he can't do it, that's fine. In the end, okay, like just get over it. Like I'm sorry. What happens if he can't? He's gotta. He's gotta get what over it. We have this Pete now for the foreseeable future. We no, your guts. no, no, no. He'll be fine tomorrow. He, I'm not he resets quickly. Okay, so you think that he reboots? I I am a self-proclaimed Pete expert, having worked <laughs> with him now for. You know, this is this is year seven. A bladiologist. I don't. <laughs> a bladiologist. I don't want to say that you've wasted your time in the last ten minutes, but it's possible. <laughs> it's on the table that he is upset for a reason that none of you will ever think of. No, he's mad at me because he no, told no, me he's, he's mad at me. Really he's mad, mad at, at you, but you know, you might not know exactly why he's mad at you. It might be a little tiny thing in a huge conversation that for whatever reason struck a chord. It might it, not be it, the it, obvious it, it thing. It struck a chord today because he went into a hole, didn't but, he? But didn't yes. you notice? Oh, he as soon as the apology peaked. didn't happen, as soon as you signed that, he went into a hole. I couldn't find him. He was so annoyed by it. But see, again, I will tell you, the crux of me telling you why he thinks management would be mad at him. He's trying to get to management. He's trying to climb a ladder. Do you think management sitting back, listening to us unfold, me striking under no basis whatsoever other than an apology <laughs> for piggy doodle dandy, do you think their main concern now out of this whole thing where they're paying me to work and I'm not is Pete. You dished off work on Mraz once and didn't give it back while you were conducting an interview. You he thinks that that's what management is taking out of that. Yeah, and the moral of the story is he should let management know all the things he doesn't do because it works for Sean. That's a good Pete point. should air all of Pete's dirty laundry because it'll probably get him further than being doing a good job every day. So we don't think that any of this has to do with Pete just feeling disrespected by Mraz in terms of a teammate. We think it all has to do with perception and management. Yes, yes. that would be my guess. I'd bet on that. That he thinks that Sean sold him out today by mentioning the fact that they share work sometimes. I, okay, I would think maybe he just cares about the integrity of doing a good job. No, he he does and care you about just that. Don't care? You don't care? So I absolutely do care. Why do you think I did the his job on you Monday? You went on strike. You do not care. You, it was so self involved by you. Right, let's let's cut through and weave out of the nonsense here. All right, let's wear a little, little sleeve on our heart. I absolutely <laughs> said those things about striking on Friday. By 10.05 a.m. Eastern Friday, I turned to you and said, I can't go through with this. i got to show up to do work. And you said, absolutely not. You're not doing that. <laughs> I was ready to cross five minutes after the show on Friday. You were the one who made sure, no, you're going to stay on strike because you've already said you're going on strike. So the idea of saying, I don't care. I cared five minutes after Friday's show ended. You painted me into this corner. Then I went all in. I made my glittery signs. I came in. You blindsided me originally. 
Then immediately, I had a, what a great idea that was. I, I felt hard. <laughs> I wanted to rob you, by the way. I felt bored. I realized the protest was ha- terrible. By the way, it was the bit I hated the most in the seven years on the DA show. It wasn't in my blood. I realized I'm a harder worker than I give myself credit for. <laughs> oh, of and then, and then the moment the, sh- oh, the moment the show ends. And I go out to that newsroom, and Pete's basically barking orders at me that I didn't work, and I need to put up the podcast, and it was Pete's job to do it. Guess who did it? Me. Here's the problem. You showed no remorse, and that's what, that's kill, not showing that's remorse? what kills Pete, is that you sashayed in here with your demands, you didn't work for a day, you came back, and you refused to do any other work or even really apologize. I mean, let's face it, his apology was crap. It was terrible. It wasn't a policy. It was really shoved in our face guys. that I'm back. Screw yeah. you guys. Sorry that I made you yes. have a crappy you know show well, on guys, yeah. I wasn't Hold here to rescue here. you like Time usual. Out. Time out again. Look, he, Pete should be the last one sh- saying I didn't show any remorse when I didn't help you or you or Rubinoff or Kaplan or anybody. But who, guess who I did help Monday on Strike Pete by doing a stupid podcast after. So that should show he should be the last one upset. He's, he was the only one who had his workload lightened. And then had the nerve when I was blindsided by a contract, which wasn't part of me crossing the picket line. And I wasn't allowed to speak or negotiate. I had to stick my thumb up, thumb down, finger in my ass, finger up my nose. I have to do all of that. It's the only way I'm allowed to communicate. I don't know sign language. You have me doing everything. I'm making bird signs just to say yes or no. But now I'm the bad guy because I didn't show remorse. You pan me in a corner. Yeah, but you shoved it right up our keister. Of course I did. Of course I did because you blindsided me. If you were transparent and we went into a pre-show meeting at 5.30 a.m. and said, Baraz, just to let you know we're working on a contract for you, I wouldn't have felt this hurt and I wouldn't have been prepared for oh, it. Oh, you were hurt. I was hurt. Right, don't, be, don't become Pete now. Here's the question. Pete did want to hammer you, okay? He was the one that suggested three days of you doing everybody's work. Of course, because he wants his workload light. But <laughs> what is that about? Why Why was he going after you so hard? Because th- that was before you questioned management, his management skills. I think there's a deeper issue here, whereas now that I've been casted... A uniqueer hybrid role here at CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> the wild cat of the audience. Yeah, just while I'm no. here. Uniqueer is not a word, but anyway, continue. <laughs> the H back of the DA show. Because most producers on CBS Sports Radio and board operators and audio directors are given eight hour shifts at a CBS Sports Radio declared salary, and you punch the clock, you punch out eight hours like I have done for years. And now in my new role, I am signed to a deal that views me not only as a producer but as quote-unquote talent and in such as part of a deal with management i do not have an eight-hour shift and when i am done with my da show responsibilities i am entitled to leave for the day so when i leave and everybody makes fun of me at 10 30 in the morning and i've done what we've been asked i think that is rubbing pete the wrong way because he feels like he's sitting out there in a huff for no reason for eight hours and why doesn't he get the benefit that i'm getting and he has made several comments about that as has Rich Ackerman, and I think, you know what, a lot of people out there just deal with it, all right? I I didn't ask for this role. I was given the role. <laughs> now you're a free agent <laughs> yeah. that can strike out every time. I, I didn't ask for all the money. I'm just saying, like, what do you want to do? Sit there with two and a half hours and play Pogs with Pete because <laughs> Pete's got to sit here? <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, now that Pat White has opened up this box, <laughs> no, bogus, am I wrong? No, you're not. And this is probably a topic for a whole other edition of this podcast and maybe like an actual investigative right. report. By the way, you're listening to Side B. But one of my favorite (laughs) storylines that will develop over 2020 is the growing disdain for Sean and the resentment of the five-hour workday, clearly getting a little more money than the rest of the crew around here. His exit time 
is noted. There's a lot of time carving. of being a sidekick or personality uh, the, identified. Yes. A lot of questions. Is he sitting in the studio now? Is he asking questions during interviews? Like, no one knew how the role was going to happen before we got to the new year. Now that they see it, it's jokes. But as we know, there's always truth and realness and, behind jokes. Right, because the role for Mraz didn't really expand beyond the name and the money. Right. I like every time D-Cell plays Hopefully. a liner that says, DA's going in the morning, I'm bringing Sean with him, I can feel the newsroom sink a little bit. Yeah. Because no one really understands why there's this much because excitement his, for Sean. Because his workload also has only lessened. Right. So he got a promotion in oh, name. Sure. He got fewer hours. Yeah. He has more money. And is not putting in nearly the effort they are. Right. And you know what? Far less effort. And I I have less work at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) My my workload is, let's go with differently distributed, not not lesser. But so is Pete's. Right. And you know what? what I keep my mouth shut because I don't want anyone to know what's going on right now. We got a good little thing going here. That's what gets lost in the whole thing. Pete got two hours less work every day and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Pete ran the board for Taz and Moose and us. He was on that board until noon. He is He's done at 10 a.m. His same responsibilities for eight hours, he was staying for 9, 10 when he was doing the scheduling. He's just factoring in all that extra stuff he was doing with scheduling in the eight hours he's here, and now he's out the door by noon as opposed to out the door by now, 2 o'clock, Now o'clock. you're dead to him officially because now he's going to be worried that management listened to that. No, we've discussed this already. And the same thing. Like, we just... We've, it's, we've not listened to the Permission Granted podcast. That's very true. Dixieland Dennis. <laughs> better hope not. <laughs> look, there was just... Look, we wanted to digest Pete here and why Pete's mad at me. There, there's a seven-layer dip here that'll probably <laughs> be the lot. football food of the week for the Super Bowl <laughs> that involves Pete. <laughs> seven-layer And we Pete. just went through it. We just went through it. <laughs> Pete's red hot, seven <laughs> layers of hate. <laughs> Tell you one thing, this is better than the Aaron Hernandez documentary. <laughs> oh, I, I need to know, we need to list the seven layers of Pete tip now. <laughs> What's the seven layers of hate? There's resentment, <laughs> short temper. But it's got to be food Silence. Related. Gluttony. <laughs> no nope. Silence. No, nope, yeah. not allowed to mention Pete Eats. I mean. Work ethic. Discipline. Stop, stop. <laughs> Only guy without a six pack. We're not allowed to mention. Might be overweight. <laughs> well, you have taken really unnecessary shots at Pete for a long time. It sticks in my mind that you once said that Pete was built like a bag of leaves. <laughs> Show me where I'm wrong. <laughs> That's an unnecessary shot. Listen, my whole life has been unnecessary shots at me. <laughs> you it's- take it on though as a loudmouth. You, you As guys, a homer. I embrace it. My deficiencies have made me who I am today, and the somehow miraculous success story I am is because of the shots. I embrace my regurgitate them. I make fun of Bogus. I told me he had no career. <laughs> I bust your balls all the time, or chops, whatever we're allowed to say here on Radio.com. You're good. And now, but, but that's what I'm saying. Pete's <laughs> know, the only but, one who's absolved from my feelings. He's not a loudmouth. You, you bring it on yourself. You taunt everybody. You shove it in people's faces. Yeah, maybe I'm trying to get the most out of Pete. Maybe I want Pete to be <laughs> oh, a loudmouth. Here we go. Here, we're back to leader I'm now. I'm trying to get Pete, Pete to be a loudmouth back to me. I mean, I could get Kate an old fart on Tuesday. You did say he was the Felix Hernandez of right. sports talk. <laughs> right. That he basically has on a minor league deal. Right. Come at me. And he came at me on Twitter. I am pre- Everybody else could come at me, but Pete... <laughs> Come at Withers me. away. <laughs> Kincaid and the Atlanta mob coming up here. <laughs> Pete melts like he's rice pudding. I mean, come on. Just have some gold. Talks about pride. Have some. What do you want him to do? Punch you? Yeah. 
I gotta be honest with you, he was kind of strong when I was wrestling him for everything. <laughs> of course, he's the bag of leaves. Pretty strong. I just, look, I love Pete. Pete's like a brother, but sometimes, Pete, you just gotta laugh. You just gotta laugh. And I'm not gonna take it. No, oh, well, this is gonna be really interesting, this dynamic. As I hope you're right. I hope he resets tomorrow. Yeah, it does not last long. He's not, uh, other folks who used to work here kept, kept a grudge against Sean for, I think, more than a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's Some not, still do. Yeah, that's. I don't think that's <laughs> Remember, we don't Pete. know who deleted the files in the poor <laughs> store. That person's out there. Maybe it was Pete. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I think we did both side A yes. and side B there. Good side A and side B. All right. I was walking by. Have a great weekend. Well, subscribe to the PGP by uh, clicking on any of the subscribe buttons, and we'll get the uh, notifications to you every time there's a brand new episode. Uh, the Permission Granted Podcast disconnects. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.